Welcome to Ecclesia, uh, our streaming service here. Um, glad to have you with us. Um, if you happen to be with us for the first time, know that we are glad to have you virtually joining us. Um, and hopefully we will see you in person one day before too long when we start meeting again um, on at 5 o'clock on Sunday nights uh, at Parkway Heights Methodist. We are um, grateful to have you be a part of things. We hope that you know that no matter where you're coming from, no matter what's gone on in your life, no matter who you are or how you are, um, you're welcome to be a part of things at Ecclesia. Um, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, I'm having weird back neck spasms. So um, this will probably be a somewhat short talk because uh, I don't want to like seize up and be, you know, slain in the spirit <laughs> mid talk. Um, and I also recorded this once already. Oh, well, no. Uh, I also thought I was recording this once already, but in fact, was not recording it. So uh, I'm winning, doing great. And so I come before you now uh, just raring to go. <laughs> but uh, I really am ex excited about this passage. I've uh, I've read it so many times. I've preached on it before. Uh, it has a little bit of new life for me this week. I don't know why. Uh, a couple of things I've never really picked up on or thought about. And uh, it feels like it fits for what's kind of going on in the world right now. And so uh, we're in Mark still. Uh, this is the third week we're, we're there, chapter one. And so uh, let's just jump right in and uh, spend a, just a few minutes kind of talking about what this might have for us. Uh, we're in John 1, chapter 14, John chapter 1, verses 14 uh, through 20. And no, I'm not on any pain meds or anything. So anything I say that's a mistake is just my brain's fault. Uh, sorry, I wish I could blame it on something else. Uh, verse 14 of chapter one of Mark says this. After John, it's John the Baptist, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news, saying, now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives. Trust this good news. As Jesus passed alongside the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, throwing fish nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. After going a little further, he saw James and John, Zebedee's son, in their boat repairing the fishing nets. At that very moment, he called them. They followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired workers. 
So here we have Jesus' um, launch of his public ministry and Jesus' calling of those first disciples, right? And I find it interesting that the thing um, that creates this moment, the thing that uh, is the impetus for Jesus starting his public ministry um, is John's arrest, right? This, this moment of injustice where John the Baptist is arrested. And Jesus, of course, has been preparing, or um, maybe it's better to say has been, pre been prepared for public ministry, right? He's, he's taken John's baptism of repentance. He's told the truth about who he is. He's heard the truth about whose he is uh, when the voice from heaven says, is my son in whom I am well pleased. Um, so he goes into the world knowing who he is and whose he is, and he goes into the wilderness and faces um, the wild animals, the unpredictable things that feel like they might tear you apart. He uh, faces the devil's temptations in the desert, and he said uh, no to taking advantage of his own privilege and power by turning rocks into bread and feeding you know, himself and taking care of himself first. He says no to that temptation. He says no to the temptation to be religiously impressive to those around him throw yourself down and the angels won't let anything happen to you, right? And wow, everybody, he says no to that temptation. He says no to the kingdoms of this world, which the devil offers him. And not only does he say no to the kingdoms of the world, but he calls the pursuit of those kingdoms. If you even try, you know, if you're trying to run those kingdoms, he calls it idolatry. He calls it devil worship is what he does. So he says no to all those temptations. He, he, uh, he deals with the wild animals in the desert, and then he receives ministry from the angels. He finds his angels that help him to carry through. But even with all this preparation, it seems that there's something else that needs to happen to really activate this calling. And then there is this moment of grave injustice. John the Baptist arrested. This deeply personal and horrifying moment that happens when uh, a very typical thing that happens in the kingdoms of this world where those with power wield it against the powerless and the innocent. We know later from uh, in Mark's gospel that uh, John is arrested for naming what is wrong, for simply telling the truth about the immorality of the guy in charge, and that eventually he's going to pay with his life based on this weird party scene where the guy ends up cutting his head off, right? This deep, grave injustice happens. And this is the thing, after Jesus' preparation, after all the life that Jesus has led up to this point, 90% of his life not in public ministry, right? It is this moment uh, that seems to call him out. And that makes sense because moments of grave injustice um, do that to us. They call us out. They call us forward. And, Real injustice and even perceived injustice both have that same effect, right? When we sense there's something gravely wrong happening, when the world is not working as it's supposed to be, we feel called out. Whether it's an officer who's needlessly and callously kneeling on another man's neck for nine minutes until he dies, or if you're convinced that the Capitol building is full of satanic pedophiles you know, and, and so you're going to overthrow the building because you want to get rid of the satanic pedophiles that are in the building. Real or imagined, that sense of injustice does something to a human being. It calls us forward. A deep feeling of injustice calls us 
to action. It should call us to action. Sometimes those actions may be ugly. Sometimes they may be beautiful, but we are called to action, right? And this is what's happening with Jesus here. Jesus says, now is the time. So he starts his public ministry. Now is the time. Now is the time for God's kingdom. Not this ugly kingdom of the world that holds a sword over your head and uh, and threatens you with violence and, and punishes you for not following in line. Not this ugly kingdom of the world. Now is the time for God's kingdom. Now is the time for, it says, changing our hearts into something new. Now is the time for living a new way in this world. Now is the time for a new king and a new kingdom and a new way of living together in love. This grave injustice happens and Jesus can't be quiet any longer. He steps out into the public and he says, now is the time. He's got a fire in the belly right now. And so what does he do now that it is the time? What does he do? (laughs) A classic weird Jesus move. Uh, he goes, finds himself some fishermen. You know, blue collar, hardworking, get up early and do what you have to do to, to make it in this world kind of folk. And they're ready to respond immediately. Something about the lives that they have don't compare to what they feel called out into in this moment. Now, there's nothing wrong with just good, hard, honest, blue-collar work. There's nothing wrong with being a fisherman. There's nothing wrong with providing for yourself and your family. There's nothing wrong with one day running your father's business, like I'm sure Zebedee was hoping his two sons would do. But maybe something's going on with these guys, right? Maybe there's some lack of purpose or meaning in these guys' lives. I mean, they pretty quickly walk away. They pretty quickly drop the nets and walk away from – Uh, I mean, really the only thing they're probably qualified to do, right? Pretty quickly, they just drop it and walk. Maybe there's this deep sense that uh, while there's nothing wrong with the work they're doing, it doesn't hold the kind of deeper purpose and meaning that they're still looking for in life. Maybe there's a sense that they're meant for something else and not just to be another piece in this machine um, that's just spitting, honestly, spitting people out. Right. They drop their nets and walk away because there is a sense that they are meant for something else. This time calls them into now is the time to change your life. Jesus calls them into this something else. And, and what is that something else? And I've, and I've heard this phrase my entire life. Uh, I've always read about it. We sang songs about it when I was a kid, all these kind of things. And I've just never really thought about this image too much. For some reason, it took on new life for me this week. What is the something else that they're called to, right? He looks at these fishermen and, and he says to them, look, rather, rather, than, rather than pulling fish out of the water, Rather than taking a fish out of its environment, out of where it can thrive and breathe and eat and swim and live, rather than pulling that fish out and throwing them in a boat full of air where it's gasping and dying, right? That's a little morbid. I'm not trying to ruin fishing for you, but um, rather than pulling a fish out of the water where they can uh, thrive and into the boat full of air, instead of pulling fish out of water, let's start pulling the people out. Because while it may be really bad news for a fish to get pulled into the boat, it is really good news for a person. 
And I think this is just a perfect image for the call put before us in a world of injustice. And the call is pull someone in the boat. Pull everyone you can in the boat. Grab everyone you can who is going under. Pull up all the people who are sputtering and flailing under the waves. Give a hand to, pull up anyone whose eyes can't stay above the water. For those who can't seem to get oxygen in their lungs, who feel like they're being suffocated in the world as it is and in the waves as they are, pull them in. Now is the time, right? Fish out all the people you can get your hands on because there's a lot of us drowning out there. Right? And in a world that feels so quick um, to put its foot on the head of those who aren't in the boat and are struggling to keep their head above water, in an unjust world that just seems to push them farther and farther away, in a world that so quickly and easily does that, we aren't meant just to comfort those folks that are that are flailing in the water. We aren't just to tell them about the good news of what will happen in the great by and by. We are to trust the good news. We are to change who we are. We are to live into this new kingdom. And we are supposed to go fishing for those who aren't in the boat. And I was always taught that uh, being a fisher of men was just about kind of getting these spiritual notches on your belt. Uh, and we were taught to go out and get people to say a certain prayer and then good to go. Let's go on and find the next person. But I just don't, just don't interpret it this way. In this moment of injustice, Jesus calls these disciples to go and bring people in the boat. Not just to make them orthodox, not just to get them to believe the right things, but to literally do what they can to save some lives. Because there's lots of people drowning. And maybe you're feeling that call right now. 2020 seems to have given a lot of us that sense. I have conversations with people all the time. I have conversations with someone today about it. Maybe you are feeling that call right now to something new and deeper and better and more meaningful. You've seen the violence. You've heard the lies. You feel the injustice of this world deep in your bones. And you are hearing Jesus say, now is the time. And you got that deep sense that now is the time. And you're right. Because it's so easy for us to just find comfort in the boat. We're safe from the waves. We're safe from the wind. We're safe from whatever swims underneath. But now is the time to brave the rough seas. Now is the time to put yourself at the edge of what keeps you safe. And now is the time to fish some people out. I don't know what that looks like in your life. I don't know what that means for you specifically, but we are called to pull people in the boat, period. That's always our call in this world of injustice. To change our hearts, to change our lives, to trust the good news. There is another kingdom and it does have no end. There is a kingdom of love and grace and justice. And there are so many that are drowning without it. Let's pull everyone in the boat we can. Now is the time. 
All right. I told you it would be short. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in person when I can. Uh, peace be with you.